everybody wants to be successful, and yet we all have different ideas of what that is. Finding success is the journey we embark upon to go and get what's ours. We are willing to travel down within to find our greatness buried deep inside of us. Questioning society's views and flipping the script, putting our own stamp on life. We're here because our future is within our control. Finding success is how we grab hold of what is possible. The relentless pursuit of success starts here. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Success Podcast with me, Adam. Me, Alex. Uh, and today we have a special episode for you. But before we start, don't forget to go back to episode one, um, like and subscribe on our YouTube channel, and also message us on Instagram. Uh, they are they are all under um, at Finding Success. Um, so today we have a special interview with you. It's going to be with the man behind the laptop, as we call him, um, our producer and co. What would you say, co? Co community. Grafter? Yeah. Looker after her? Looker after her, dinger. Uh, Luke, Luke, how you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you, Adam. Good, good, good. Uh, so, before we get started, Luke, just give everyone a quick introduction about what you do and how you contribute to the Finding Success podcast. So, I work in motorsport with Alex and Adam. Uh, this is how I know these two. Um, but for the podcast, uh, behind the scenes, I do all the editing, production, uh, do all social medias and everything like that. Good, because I'm rubbish at all that sort of stuff. Same. <laughs> um, so we'll go we'll go a little bit back. We'll go we'll go into it. So what? When did you start wanting more out of life? What sort of age? I must have been seventeen. Okay. Back well, when I first started working, uh, first ever job, uh, I knew that I always wanted more. I don't know why or what caused it, but I just had this thing inside me which I knew I just didn't want to just work for someone else for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, so I was trying everything and anything I could. Comes with a lot of heartache. What were you trying? Out of interest. So the first other thing I tried was fork trading. Yeah. And I lost a lot of money because I just jumped in head first, not actually thinking about what I was doing. Not getting educated in from that, you just went no, straight no, for it. Yeah, just okay. straight in, like you've said on the podcast before. Uh, see these people on Instagram, yeah, and I'm thinking, I, I want a bit of that. I can turn two grand oh, into, yeah. into 500 grand, <laughs> yeah, that was me all over, yeah. So I lost a lot of money doing that, and then stupidly, whilst I was in debt from that, I thought, I know, I'm gonna try now, I'm gonna start a clothing brand. In my head, it was going to be the best thing in the world, um, but once again, it was just another failure. Why? Why do you think it failed? I didn't. And re- why was it a failure? Yeah, what, what, what describe what failure? Made a failure to yeah. you? Yeah. So I think I went wrong. I went head first, bought loads of product, spent probably nearly a thousand pound on product before I'd even had a business plan. I didn't have any plan on what I was doing. Uh, no idea of how I was going to market it or anything like that. But in my head, I thought, if I just get the product, it'll sell. Okay. Where did you get out of interest? What made you start a clothing brand? Obviously, you've gone from, like, markets, obviously try, yeah. trying to become a successful Forex trader. As we all know, it's not, it's not as easy as what it sounds. But, and then going from straight from Forex to, right, I'm going to start a clothing brand. Like, what, what was the, 
why did you go from Forex to clothing? Is it something you saw on again on like social media or something that like, switched your mind? Or it's, yeah, so I see like a lot of YouTubers doing merch. Yeah, okay. And obviously they've got the following to do it, but they make it look so easy. Yeah. So it's just like I thought, why not? If they can do it, why can't I? But well, you didn't have the YouTube following. No, I didn't it. have any no. social platform or any background or anything like that. It was just me, myself, and I. What was it called? High Mile Clothing. Where did you get the name from? Just pulled out of thin air or? Um, yeah, I think I did actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I just thought it sounded cool at the time. <laughs> it didn't really have any meaning or anything like that. It was just, yeah, just thought it was cool. And so before, before you got into the Forex and, you know, the clothing brand and everything like that, what were you doing before? Uh, I'll, so this is when I first started out as a mechanic. Okay. I was doing my apprenticeship. So I was earning the bare minimum. Yeah. Spending all my money that I was earning on just trying to do something else. Working hard. All yeah. the hours, all the travel, no benefits. Yeah. And you li- were you living from at home at the time? Or? Nah. So I moved out when I was 16. So okay. I've been living by myself for the past six years now. And how old are you now? Uh, I'm 23, 10, 24 in a month. Yeah, so, Jesus, it's a long time, really. How did you find the initial, like, living by yourself? Obviously, being a 16-year-old living by yourself, it's probably, it's a big jump already, isn't it? Like, it's massive independence. Oh, no, it was scary, but I was quite fortunate enough that I had my mum and dad supporting me. Yeah. So I didn't really have any outgoings because they were paying my rent. So all my income was my income. So it made it a bit easier to try and do but what that I wanted. In- what did you do with that income? Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, obviously, well, when you first turn 18, you're going out every Friday, Saturday, spending all your money. And then on the top, doing other bits and pieces and trying my own things out. Yeah, it soon goes when you're earning apprentice work. And also when you go from 16 to 17, you can then drive, so you then bought a car, and you're yeah, like, get you know a car. What? I want the better car, and the better car, yeah. and it just goes and escalates again, doesn't it, I suppose? Yeah, yeah, that's where even more that come. So was it, so as soon as you got into motorsport, as in sort of 16, 17, you wanted to go, right, this is not what I'll do for the rest of my life, you want to do something else, or was it like you were quite happy for the first two, three years? First two, three years, no, I was loving it. Okay. But I think, the main reason why I wanted more is because I wasn't happy with how much I was earning. Earning, I was earning like seven hundred pounds a month. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we've all been I, there. I don't, I don't <laughs> be earning this much. Yeah, so I was trying, yeah, just anything I could just to, even if it was like an extra four hundred pounds a month, it's a lot of money. Yeah, so mm-hmm. compared to seven hundred pounds, four hundred pounds is a lot of money. Yeah. That's fair, and so that that is when you fell into the well, I'll say fell into the trap, but then fell into looking for something to find as in forex clothing yeah okay yeah so it going but well again going back how much did you lose on forex two thousand pounds so for two thousand you lost say you lost two grand then you had you didn't have two grand to spend in the first place because you so said i was quite fortunate so i was well i've been working ever since i was 14 yeah and i didn't spend any money so i managed to save up quite a bit okay but that was pretty much all my savings Gone. On uh, hoping a dream. On a punt. Yeah. What made you put it into it? What made you sort of like against just social media or was it something like you just thought, oh, I can't be that easy? Just So it started off, I have a friend who does Forex trading. Okay. And well, I say he's a friend, he's a friend of a friend. 
and he portrays it. It's very successful. Like everyone yeah, does on okay. Instagram. Yeah. And he was helping me out, saying, "No, oh, yeah, just copy my trades. Yeah, you'll you'll earn this much money. It's all right. You just copy my trades." And in all fairness, it started off really well. But as he grew, he got more people paying him to uh, follow his trades. So obviously, he just loses focus on what he's helping his friends out for. Yeah. So then, I don't actually think you're copying their trades at all. They're just saying, "Oh, yeah, just do this, do this." Because they're getting their money either way, because it's a monthly subscription. Right. How much was that of interest? Uh, I think it was £20 a month. Okay, it's £20 a Luckily month. Luckily enough, for... I didn't pay it because I started from the very beginning, but... Yeah. Like... Oh, so he started a business selling his trade, his yeah. move, the moves he'd made in the market. Signal, yeah. signal services is what they called. Right, signal services. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, an app called Telegram. I don't know if you've yeah. heard of it. Um, people... The chat, into, the like, the, it's the like messaging. A, yeah, it's like WhatsApp, right. but yeah, like yeah. a business version of WhatsApp. Um, so he just had one of them set up, and there's, I think, even to this day, there's over like two thousand people in this chat. Jesus, all probably paying like twenty twenty a quid month. a month. <laughs> and then he sells like these courses and everything, and yeah, as well as box training. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I just fell into that trap of yeah, if he can do it, and. He says he can help me out wider. I try it, and then you lose a bit of money, and you don't think, "Oh yeah, hang on a second, I'll take a step back." Uh, in my mind, I'm like, "I need to get that money back," and it just a downward spiral. Yeah, you just getting worse and worse. Go, going back to obviously, um, like you said, he was selling courses and stuff. Um, I can almost, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say anything. I don't know who it is, or you know, obviously it's a friend and so on, or friend of a friend. But going back into that, I could probably tell you now that he'd made a course. A majority of stuff that he, do, he knew nothing about. It was yeah. a course, and it was a marketing course. Is what he's yeah. taken from university or something like that, or or he's been interested in marketing all his life or something yeah. like that. And forex is an easy way, as you do on social media, to fall into a pit that you yeah. can see people making a load of money, and they can show you all these trades that they've made, and they probably get you know a screenshot of someone that's done it for them, yeah. and they will just sell you a course that will create some income. As you said, twenty pound a month, two two thousand people. That's a lot of money a month. That's huge money. That's more than he's going to be making in his exactly. Forex, yeah. And all he's doing is just looking to outlay these courses yeah. that he's made himself or got someone to make for him that he doesn't got a clue about. These signals that he's trading that he hasn't got a clue about. He's getting it from a friend of a friend of a friend that yeah. has told him the same thing. And all he's doing is marketing that out to get great money. Yeah. And he makes a course more advertising. So, oh yeah, this course is normally like one thousand two hundred pounds, but you can have it for six five nine or whatever. Yeah. And people buy it, yeah. Because he yeah, even well, offers um, like a payment plan, like a monthly payment plan, so you can pay for it as well. Yeah, it's like. But you can guarantee that uh, from from an educator or uh, I'll say a, a mentor, loose use the term loosely, a mentor of, from that background is you know you can tell that all they are and all they're out for is to show you how to trade or yep. uh, provisionally how to yep. trade colons. Yep. yep. You know, it, it's just it's it's a it's a false thing. There's there's, there's no community there. There's no help there. There's no. no accountability there. There's no, you have to do this. You have to be in this frame of mindset. Is, no. There is literally... It's literally just a machine. Yeah. That's all it is. You see this signal, you buy. You see the signal, you sell. You don't know what, what, so, what for, what the reason yeah, behind yeah. it is, how it works, what, why you're doing that, why you're selling that. What it is that, you're doing. Or yeah, how it yeah. works, or how, if you've back-tested it, if it, you know, if it yeah. truly works, you're just going off a whim. And a lot of educators are like that. Really? A lot of educators are like that. And all they are is make, looking... They're, they're all marketers. They're all salespeople. Yeah, yeah. Who understand people are going to want to earn money. Yeah. And the way they do that 
is by getting a course. And if you if you spread the word massive and make it make it massive, and people see yeah. it, they're going to pay for it. Yeah, hundred percent. That's why you see so many of them on YouTube ads, don't you? Yeah, absolutely ramoed full of. But the most painful thing is, is the people like us uh, trying to do good for the world and trying to help tell people that yeah. trading, investing, starting a business isn't buy this course and you're going to be the next millionaire. It doesn't work like that. I'm sorry. No, no. It doesn't. No. Any, every, every, people who have, have been in that position and they've been bitten in the ass, they understand that it is not the way it works. That yeah. is not true. It, it comes from blood, sweat and tears, hard work, grafting, you know, being in a circle of competence, finding friends, finding family yeah. who will help you out there. People around the right mindset and, you know, people who are selling those courses, just it's not true. Not, not, like all. not at all. People and, still fall for that. Yeah, it's such an easy and trap to fall they, for. They'll forever fall for it because there's just a whole new wave every year. There's more people yeah. going, oh, do you know what? I've had enough of this. I want to earn more money. And they see this, oh, golden opportunity, golden brick path. You know, I'm going to follow this and yeah. I'll be rich in no time. And they, they get suckered into it and lose all their money. Or some people might make a little bit of money out of it, but it's just not a proper way of doing it, no. is it? It's not. No. You can't, they'll be forever reliant on you sending them them signals. Yeah. They couldn't go out and do it themselves. You're not, you're not. Back testing the strategy. You're not. Yeah, you yeah, just couldn't yeah. do it on your own. You just physically couldn't, which is not how it should be. There, should there be is, don't get me wrong, there is signal services out there that are black and white, follow the rules, are there to help you. Right. And there, 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 are, there are people out there that are just looking for a signal service, but they don't want to trade. They just want to earn some money right. through yeah. this signal service. And don't get me wrong, those signal services people who are, who are true and kind and fair are there to help you, and you know, they are out there for good. Okay. But you then come to the fact that people don't follow it correctly. Because what people do is, what people don't understand is trading is not a win, 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 win situation. You can't win for 20 trades in a row. And no. I don't care who you are. It doesn't work like that. You have to take losers. And it's all yeah. like risk reward. And for every, every, every two winners you have, you might have six, seven, eight losers that are all in the drawdown. But people who go onto the signal services and go, oh, okay, I'm going to buy this signal. It's going to win. I've won. Okay, yeah, but I'm going to do it again. Yeah. And then what happens is you get in a drawdown. So you, you lose. You lose yeah. again. You then start down yourself. Hang on a minute. This isn't right. I should be winning every single trade that I enter. No. And he loses again and loses again and loses again. And because you don't understand the system behind it and you don't understand yeah. the rules and how it works, you guys, he's, he's, he's lying. And then what happens is it goes all over social media that Barry Biggers is false, he's fake. But when actually he's just trying to help you out and you're not yeah. following the signals yeah. because you don't know the system, you don't understand how it works and how you back tested it. And if it's true, then you fall into that pit. And when you fall into that pit, you then perceive all educators all yes. mentors as bad that's it and then you go back into the circle of living your nine-to-five job that you yeah. never you, you never started in the first place you, you know you, you're back in that pit so it's endless it's two, there's always two stories to it and it's hard that's it really point. is yeah, hard yeah, yeah. i think that's... that was my biggest downfall as well because like like you said i would win like three four trades in a row i was winning like 100 pound a trade as well yeah and in my head i thought i'm i'm starting to understand how to trade now so instead of following his signals, I'll go out on my own time and put my own money on. Well, it's my own money in the first place, but put my own trades on thinking I know what I'm doing. And that's when you start losing. Yeah. And to win, I'm sorry, but for a, a very, very small account, if you, you know, you'd be over leveraged as nuts. Oh, 100, yeah. 100%, like, yeah. You, you know, if you've got an account that's like 100 pound, then you, well, know, you could be a grand or a couple of grand or something and you're winning 100 pound. It's only day trading as well, bear in mind. Yeah. So it's literally 15 minute trade and that was it. Yeah, 15 minute time frame. You're in and out. Yeah. One candle every 15 minutes. You must be, your leverage must be so overexposed. It'd be like 100 to one. Jesus. You know, it'd be ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So again, that's not consistent because if yeah. you take four losers, 
bang, yeah. your account's gone. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. So I, I would always create an account at the bare minimum of £350. Okay. So I was like, every time I was like, I don't want to lose all my money. I just want to play it safe. But you do that three, four times and that's... It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're well over leveraged and your you, yeah. you, you system's broke. Out of interest, um, did he get you to sign up with a specific broker? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he was like, that yeah, sign up with, uh, it was with Meta Trade 4. Okay. Just to put it out there. Um, in my head, like, he was like, oh yeah, it's the best one out there. It's the best one to use. I didn't know of any other ones. So I was like, yeah, I'll trust you. Yeah, I'll go with this one. But obviously as you're digging deeper, they earn commission off. Every person that signs up for his yeah, and then <clears throat> if they make a win on the trade, they earn commission off that. Oh, really? Yeah. It's... So MetaTrade is actually a, it's a platform, not a broker, but they they right. do it. They probably offer a brokerage firm as well. Right. But MetaTrade is actually a very very good trading platform. Right. Okay. But it's the broker that you sign up with that earns commission. So, for instance, if 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 you go to sign up with um, I don't know, well, I'm not chucking any brokers under the bus here, but Trading Two One Two, for instance, they might say, okay, well. Because you're an educator and you're affiliated with our broker, if you get 100 people to sign up, we'll give you a bonus of so-and-so. Right. So you can guarantee you would have gone, right, use the platform MetaTrader, yeah. but the broker who are offering the data is going to be, uh, a back, no, a back, again, a backstreet broker that you have no clue of. Yeah, but you're right, you need right. To, I think I had to put a brokerage name it'll, in there. It'll be, it'll be like yeah. an account number or something yeah. or a brokerage name that you have to type in through MetaTrader, and then you go, ah, oh, okay, so this is the one, this is the broker that are going to earn commission. Yeah. And again, with some Forex traders, educators, investors, educators, they and the brokers that are involved, sometimes they're there to make you lose. So if they know a trade is going to work, okay, you don't know a trade is going to work unless you, your system's profitable. Yeah. But if they think that your trade is going to lose and they tell you a, a false signal because they've put an opposite signal on the back test of their strategy, what they do is a bro they tell the broker to put it in the opposite direction to bet against you so that you're they know for well that well again 60 78 percent of whatever your your um back testing results have shown that they're going to be right over what you are so really? they tell you the wrong signal to so take your money and really? they do it over and over and over again until your account's wiped and then you, you oh it's okay don't worry it's meant to happen go back in and do it again yeah. you then spend another grand or another two grand three grand five grand twenty grand oh thank you so you have to be very careful who you Some go out there. And, and the worst yeah. is in this group, you see people putting like 10, 20 grand into their account. Yeah. Fresh traders, not a clue what they're doing. Yeah, yeah I'll just chuck 20 grand in. And that's someone's life savings. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I don't know personally how people do that, but you've just taken someone's life savings and, yeah. and then you'd run to the next one. You know, you said you've got yeah. 2,000 people in that, in that group that you, you're trying to... That's, that's quite I'm probably toxic. still in it. It's probably more now. Yeah, it's... it's it's not right at all. Okay, so they're, they're the uh, the bad forex things yeah. that can happen out there. Anyway, got that out. Of the system. <laughs> yeah. Um, so onto clothing then. Yep. So I said you wanted you were looking for something more. You wanted to start off yeah. with the clothing brand, Harmile Club. Um, and you just bought, as I said, you bought sort of all the all the product, all the stock. Yeah, everything. What happens once you've done all that? You realise everything turned up. It had was it all imprinted, everything like that at all? Or? Uh, so I was getting it all embroidered. Okay. What uh, in in the UK? Yeah, in the okay. UK. Right. So, like, the, I did do like research on like where to go. So I found um, a company in Sheffield because my first job was in Sheffield, which had a contract like Calvin Klein okay. for doing all their like printing stuff. Yeah. And it was a really cool place to go into and like 
see what was actually going on behind the you scenes. You actually went around there and had a yeah, look Yeah, yeah, I actually went in there and had a look around. So you've done a fair bit of market, well, like market research. You actually went out and yeah, looked so to get printed. I, nice. So I, I started off, I went online and got like custom pieces made, which were expensive. It was like for a hoodie, 60 quid. Like one-off thing, just to, I just wanted to see what it would look like. Yeah. And after that, I was like, I need to find a way to make it cheaper and more affordable. And like, in a way, make the profit margin a lot bigger. Yeah. Um, I found three companies, and no one was in Sheffield, which is where I was based. Had a tour on there. Um, met the owner of the company, real nice guy. Um, so then I ended up putting an order in, or I think it was like five hundred pounds for like t-shirts, jumpers, sweatpants, all embroidered in the lot, and then. I get this big box of clothes turn up and I'm like now what do I do so then I thought right it's probably not best to try and sell it so I'll try and then I looked at marketing and I thought right if I give it to certain influencers on Instagram just for free just to try and get it out there and then at this point I was really struggling for money and I just couldn't afford to even post anything to anyone really and I was just there stuck with this product um in the end i just handed it out to friends because it just plummeted that badly so i thought i'll just give it to friends to see what happens that way i made don't wrong i made a couple of sales like here and there yeah um but yeah it never took off like i imagined yeah do you feel that was just because of the lack of a business plan yeah oh 100 percent. so if i actually spent six, 12 months planning out what I wanted to do before jumping in. I, I probably spent a month with a plan and then jumped in, bought the product, and then I just went full steam ahead. But I think at the time as well, I was in the wrong space of mind. Like, I just wanted the cash now. I didn't think right. long term. I was thinking short term, just just money. Well, increase and, your income, not, yeah. not actually start a business for the yeah, business reason. I think I was telling myself I wanted to start the business, but deep down, really, I knew that I just needed the cash. I was trying right. to do anything I could possibly to yeah, yeah. earn you, my extra bit of income. You see that a lot. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. They focus on the money, trying to make the money now. Same with yeah. the Forex is the biggest. Oh, like all these people that put 10 grand in an account, yeah. it's because they want more money now. Yeah. I think if you focus on that, it's the wrong way of going about it. You have to think long term. It's, it's like investing. You can't think of... Investing, you do not get returns straight away. No. <laughs> it's just not a thing. It doesn't work. No, not at all. And um, uh, some of my housemates think you do. Oh, you're investing, you can afford whatever you want now. And it's like, yeah. no, not actually, not, a, not even a little bit. Um, so you went for the, the quick returns instead of the, the short game? Yeah. Okay. And you've done that with everything? Because you've had a few little side hustles, haven't you? Yeah, I yeah, think... You went for a watch, trying yeah. to sell watches and so on. Well, so... <laughs> This one was a bit different. This was more of a service I was trying to provide. So I, um, I was quite good at finding these luxury watches for cheaper than they should have been. Or legit. It was legit. <laughs> um, and don't wrong, I had a few people interested. But when, it, when I told them how like, it would all work, so I would... Because I didn't have the money in my account to actually buy these watches. Yeah. Because these are like 20,000, pounds watches. Jeez, okay. And I could find it for like 10% cheaper. So I would then technically earn, well, I'll tell them I would earn X amount of commission. Um, but I would need the funds 
before you could even buy the watch. Yeah. Okay. So then it's sort of like for them, it's a bit pointless because yeah, they could then just if they want just because they've got the funds to buy it, they can just go to their shop and go down and buy it. Or they said I don't, I don't think them money. yeah missing out on two three grand is going to make much of a difference to them if they're willing to spend that thousand pound on a watch. Yeah. So again, did you not do the research and did you not think of that before you started this? Not many people were doing it. So that's why I thought, I think there's a gap here. Mm. I'm going to try and expose this gap. But I think if I had a bit more of a background where I've sold watches, I had the money to buy some watches to sell. So it was a bit more legit in their eyes, even though I was going to do it 100% legit anyway. Yeah. But it's trying to get that trust with a customer who is coming to someone who's got an Instagram account and they're trying to trust yeah. someone through Instagram. It's to trust someone with thirty grand. Yeah, different thing, Big thing different isn't it? Thing. Then you have to say, "Oh, I will buy it. I will buy this watch for you yeah. in a couple of days. And I'll send it to you eventually." Yeah. Right. So, no, I'm good. That's that's how things. How did you even think about that? Is it again something you saw online, or I've just got a fashion, uh, a passion for watches. Okay, I don't. I just love nice things, and watches just seem to be one of them. Shiny. Object syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go back because we talked about it earlier, but I don't think you, I want to go deep into it. Um, okay. Since I've known you, it's been like four years, so not very long, but since I've known you, you've been a bit of an entrepreneur head. You've always tried to find these little niches with yeah. watches, with clothes, with you know, whatever you're trying to do. Going back to like 17, 16, you, there's something in you that's made you want to be like that. Can you think, yeah. think hard? Is it something to your dad? I, Is it something to yeah, something someone in your family or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, friends. There's only one person in my family who's got his own business who's a private car salesman. Okay. But I'm not I'm not that close to him. I wouldn't say like I wouldn't say it would inspire me or anything like that. I don't know. It's just But is is there an attraction? Was he like turning up in a nice car and you go, right. Well yeah, like yeah, him. he's got he's got the nice cars, he's got the nice house. Yeah. But he's also fifty years old and he's been doing it for the past thirty years. And yeah. he didn't have it from the start. Yeah. He started off in a small house selling. But did you know that at the time? Or did you see the No, I did car? know that. But yeah, I think, I don't know. In my head, you just see people with nice things and you think, I want that. Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm and like, I didn't have a bad upbringing, but it wasn't the luxurious life like my cousins are having. Yeah. So it's just like, if I'm able to one day be able to do that for my family as well, so was it the motivation of trying to get out of the pit? You yeah. Pull, yeah. Nice. I think that that is a great place for a lot of people because I'm the same. Boy, my family, they get my 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 brain wasn't bad, and you know my dad was an entrepreneur and he had his own business and stuff. But we went through times of struggle, and yeah. I think every family goes through times of struggle, whether it's financial or whether it's you know actual family itself. Um, but then my godfather, who was a very successful carpet salesman, believe it or not. He had a massive warehouse in Milton Keynes that was oh, just, really? yeah, just sold loads of carpets. And I remember going around his house, I think it was five or six, and he moved from a, like a three-bed house to like a six-bed in Milton Keynes and it had, a, it had a terrace on it and, you know, it had a nice little balcony yeah. on the roof and he gone, Jesus Christ, you know. Sometimes if you come from that background where you, you, your family's, you know, they're great people and, they're, and they're, you know, the workers and the grafters, but they're not financially there and you've got someone relative or close that has that it, yeah. it, I suppose it does rub off on you a little bit doesn't it I think so yeah you pick it up if you want to yeah if yeah, you want so, yeah. yeah if you can see yourself doing it 
I don't know. It's tough. Going back to Hull. Yeah. Oh, so you're from Hull. Did we say you're from Hull? No, we didn't. No, yeah. not, so no, from yeah. Hull. Yeah. Um, up north. Uh, you had quite a wealthy mate, Charlie. Sorry, Charlie, if you're listening. Yes, yeah. Um, and I remember you, he's got a nice car, as he's got. Did yeah. he? Did he have his own business or was... No, so, well, so his parents are in the medical industry. Um, his dad's a GP with his own GP practice. And then his mum does like the uni education side of it for people coming to hospitals and everything like that. So, well, he's come up from private school ever since. His first ever school was a private school. Jesus. He's been private his full life apart from university. Whereas his brother's been private, he's gone to Oxford, he's done all that. Um, but yeah, they've. I wouldn't say they're rich, it's more of a wealth. Yeah. Okay. So then he's like, um, his grandparents, they're. It all, I think it starts from his grandparents because they're. I've met them twice. Lovely people, um, but they're very well spoken. Um, well, I'm from typically posh. Um, but they're just wealthy people I don't know what they've done I, I don't know their background but it's just I, they're not flashy but you know that they've got money I think to me that is someone who has wealth that's yeah. someone who is wealthy yeah. people who don't flaunt that they've got the, the watch they've got the car they've yeah. got this they've got that but people who are, who are generational generationally wealthy yeah. are those type of people who Such are well spoken yeah, yeah. And like, they're just wearing the normal black t-shirt, probably an F and F from Tesco's. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I find that so much cooler than a geezer wearing flat out Gucci. Yeah, walking around that yeah. just a village like, like his cars, his dad's cars, not flashy. He's got a BMW 135i, and his uh, mum's got a 340i. See, to put in that to perspective, very nice cars. Yeah. But my housemate, a mechanic, has got the, that exact same car, and it's just like the two different yeah, he's probably yeah. earning what that car is each year and this guy's not even earning triple what that car's worth yeah. each year so I think that's more impressive if you're able to I keep think. your living standards to that and just yeah like it doesn't like the you don't have to impress to, you're not trying yeah. to impress other people yeah. no. you're literally doing it for yourself yeah. and that's quite a big flex to me that's quite whereas important. like we've got another friend whose dad is more well off than Charlie's parents oh, sorry Charlie uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm richer than you. But he is what we call new money. And right. he loves yeah. to flash it. Right. So like he's going out buying the Bottles Ford Mustang, the yeah. um, Audi RS Q8. He's got the hot tub in the back garden. and But it's funny because <laughs> we've noticed for a long time, whatever Charlie's parents do with a house, like, like renovate the kitchen or whatever, they cop it exactly. So that, that I think... All this time they've wanted to be like them, and now he's got more money. He's trying to like show off a bit. Yeah. Uh, that's, that sounds like a dangerous they're, trap. They're still doing the same thing, just doing what they do. Like they love cycling, so they spend a lot of money on bikes. But it's their passion. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that. It's their that's hobby. what they say. Get away. Yeah, exactly. So going into spending money, this yeah. is the main reason why you're really <laughs> going to get into the juice of it now, <laughs> right? Um, keeping up with mates. Yeah. So on, so forth. Um, the main reason you're on this is because of your journey, the journey you're on about lobbing your debt away, yeah, trying to make a better life for yourself. Do you want to go into that at all? Can I do. mean, I'm telling you, you're going to get into that, so I don't want to ask you. You've got no choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so 
Go right, we go right back. Right yeah, back. but it, it, it starts right back to when you're earning apprentice wage on seven, eight hundred pound a month, and you see your friends with these nice things, um, and I'm just like, I want this, but I know I can't afford to pay for it outright, and it gets into a deep dark hole where you're like, right, monthly, just pay for it monthly. I can afford it monthly, so why not? So you buy one thing monthly. Yeah, it's going well. It's going well. Not too bad. Okay, another thing. And another thing. And another thing. And next thing you know, I've got like three, four hundred pounds a month going out on things that I'm so paying for now. Yeah. And it was only until last year I stopped. Well, it was probably a couple of years ago. But it was only last year I realised where I needed to sort it out and just try and stop paying for all these things monthly. Try, just try and get a bit smart with your money yeah That's what you mean. because I think again you're not taught I as a kid none of us talk no. at school about money and if you don't come from a money background I don't think they talk you don't talk about it at the dinner table either really do you so, a lot of people perceive money as bad yeah yeah, and that's that's such a bad mindset to have about it yeah. so because they think it's bad they don't want to talk about it at the dinner table so you know the kids don't get educated about it the, yeah. the, it's just a spiral of badness <laughs> badness I'm glad you interrupted um, um, so you got yourself into this spiral of badness. Yeah. You started to realise you, you realised that you were spending too much money on that. You didn't have um, enough. What made you realise you wanted to stop? So. Sorry. The bike definitely got that. Yeah. That was... <laughs> um, yeah. So. When would I. That's been the question again. I've come branded. Same. Um, <laughs> so you were in the spiral of badness. Yeah. Um, what. What made you realise you wanted to stop paying them what was it that made you go oh hang on a minute I'm... so you because you were doing this you're in the debt quite yeah, serious debt I've remembered now well, I've, carry I've, on. I have remembered so when you first create a bank account you don't have an overdraft do you no and then I knew I was getting tight every month so then I'd get so I opened up a small overdraft and I would only dip into it occasionally it wasn't too bad and then as the financing got worse I was dipping into it more and more. I was like, oh, it's not too bad. I'll, I'll just raise the cap on my overdraft. And then it just gets into a worse spiral. It goes down and down. Next thing you know, even it's not as bad now, but like every month I'm living out my overdraft. Yeah. Why was the financing getting worse? Was it because you were just adding more? You wanted, you, you, were, your life, you were up in your lifestyle. Yeah, you added more to it, or um, was it just the interest on it getting bigger, and you're not actually paying anything off? So it's hard to really pinpoint why, but I don't think having ten things on finance is really going to help. No, because <laughs> <laughs> um, like I'd spread it across say four years, and I'm on my sixth year, still paying for it now. Yeah, um, and it's all in an interest. Um. So the finance company loves you. Yeah. They've got a picture of you on their office wall. Like, this guy's oh, supporting yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got a crown on my head and everything. <laughs> he owns his company. He's like, King Luke. Keeping it going. Um, yeah. So I don't think that really helps. And then as I started to earn more money, my dad stopped funding me. So then going, because my rent a month was like £400 a month. And when I was earning £800 and he was paying £400, for me, it was fine. Yeah. But then 
when I, because I was getting, so basically I went to National College of Motorsport, got an apprenticeship through them, and they would then give me money each month, an extra £250 yeah. for travel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I got a pay rise, but that money stopped. And the pay rise was less than I was earning with the bump from the college. And then my dad stopped paying for the accommodation at the same time as all that happening. So whereas I've gone from earning, say, £800, £900 a month, and it was all my money that I could afford to pay for this finance, I've now got the finance, earning this money and having to pay. So that, for your rent? Yeah. So for your st- travel? So that was so the £900 a month would be including the two, well, it was £250 extra from college. That stopped. So I got bumped up to £900, but then my dad stopped paying, paying, for, the, paying for my rent. And then, so I, I'm really bad at talking with my dad. I keep everything. Even to this day, I still don't really tell him anything about my financial situation, which is bad. But it's because it's, if, you, if, not, if you don't talk about money as a family, you just won't No, you yeah, won't we never it. did. Yeah. So it's a difficult conversation to have. Money yeah. is, a, is a taboo subject. So that's why it's... And the worst thing is my dad, bless him, thinks I've been able to save money ever since I've started working. <laughs> so, is that what you've told him? That's... Yeah, yeah, so yeah I, you've I, let him believe that. I've let him believe I've let him down the garden path a bit. <laughs> So, Sorry, Dad, him. if you listen. Yeah. Yeah, you're not told about this, have you? No. no. <laughs> so he thinks I've probably got about 50 grand in the bank or something ridiculous. <laughs> Little do now. Yeah, got, Dad, uh, I'm saving. <laughs> yeah. So then, bless him, it came from a, a good place. So he was like, well, um, to get a house, you need good credit rating and whatnot. Bear in mind, I was 18 at the time. I didn't even think about getting a house. Yeah. And he's like, the best one of the best ways to do is to get a credit card. But he warned me about it all. He said, make sure you pay off every single month. My dad's very tight with money. Very tight. He didn't spend a lot of money. You mean he's very smart with money? (laughs) No. There's two differences. No, I wouldn't say he's smart either. Okay. He still works a nine to five. Well, you can work a nine to five and be smart with money. Yeah, it's true. So ever since my mum passed away, he got this girlfriend, and I've seen a different side of my dad where he actually goes out and enjoys himself. Okay. But before that, all my dad would ever do is go to work, come home, go to work, come home. He would never go out. He would never do anything, never see any of his friends, or I didn't even know he had friends. Okay. And that was all he'd ever do. And just save his money and pay for bills. Yeah. Probably- is that because, do you, have you spoken to him about that? Because is that... He knows he's got you. Have you got any siblings? I've got you've... an older brother, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's of course. Um, is he thinking of you guys? Because I know when you get yes, to a certain age, yeah. you, you know what? I don't need the money. I don't need to spend it on rubbish. Yeah, that's the thing. So, yeah, um, he's thinking about our inheritance, yeah. being able to pay for a deposit on a house for us, which I would appreciate. <laughs> but I would feel a lot better myself if I knew I did it myself rather than having to rely on someone else to be able to do it. Yeah. But let's go back to the juicy bit. You were just talking about getting a credit card. Go back to that. Yeah. What age was this? Credit 18. Card. 18. Getting 18, a credit card. With a credit card with and why... a £5,000 limit. Oh. Jeez, really? Yeah. Even with all your finance? You got to... Yeah, because it looked good because I was paying my finance off. Oh. I was, pay... I was making every payment, never missed a payment. Ah. So you kept up with your payments when you got 18, when you got this credit yeah. card. You was all up to date. Yeah, I was. Okay. 
And then... So, let me just recap, because yeah, I'm so juicy as nuts. <laughs> I love it. So, you started, you got a pay rise, you stopped getting money from your dad for your rent. Yeah. Stopped getting the college stuff. Was this when you were at high tech? Or was this, this was at my first job. Hillsby. Yeah, this so is uh, in my second year of motorsport. Okay, so still not earning big bucks, but... So, you, you're spending your entire wage on yeah. the finances. You didn't have enough for rent. Is that what you got the credit card for? No, or? so... I was still able to afford everything. Okay. Um, with rent, with paying for it, with going out spending two hundred pound a weekend as well. Oh, on a night out. What? Yeah. A weekend. Yeah, because eight hundred quid a month. One night out. It wouldn't. No, oh, it wouldn't be every weekend, but like, <laughs> the like, like every month. every like other weekend. Oh, okay. Um, but that's what I mean. So when I was younger, I was very smart with my money, and I was good at saving. So I managed to save a lot of money. Right. But then when you turn 16, 17, you get a car, you start going out and doing things, going on nights out. And then... Um, that's... No, we don't go out in the UK until we're 18 years old and don't drink alcohol until 18 years. Just <laughs> yes, that's for what legal I mean. reasons, when I, when I, releasing this. When I started going out when I was 18. Cool. Oh, yeah, because yeah. credit card was 18. Yeah. Sorry. And then I was doing well with the credit card to start off with. I'd buy like the occasional little thing, like say 50 pounds, and then I'd pay it off because... It's only fifty pounds, and it looks good in your credit rate. Yeah, and then you go on nights out with a credit card. Yeah, at the end of the month when you got no money. Oh, boys, it's fine. <laughs> got a credit card. <laughs> bleep, bleep, bleep. Two hundred pound in one night. Oh my! You, you go to the um, devil's place. You know what <laughs> I mean? With the women. Yeah. yeah. The, the, <laughs> And you go VIP, £300. Bam, £500 in one night. Oh, yeah. Boy, it was a great night, though, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, some stuff came from a good place. So, like, Christmas time, like, I always feel guilty because my dad has given me everything I wanted. And when I started earning money, it was nice to be able to buy family members. Yeah. Gifts and, yeah. Gifts. Decent, decent yeah. presents for once, yeah. And this one Christmas, I was... I was minus £500 in my overdraft, had no money whatsoever, and I knew I had my credit card, and I knew I had a big buffer on it. And my dad was like, I like these jeans, they're really nice. Bear in mind, like, £200 jeans. Wow. Okay. And my brother wasn't earning money, so like for ever since I started working until a couple, well, a year and a half ago when my brother started working, I was buying gifts for everyone, and my brother couldn't afford to do it, so I, I had to do it all by myself. And uh, me being the kind person I am, and Dad was like, oh, are you sure you don't mind getting me that? I said, no, no, it's fine, Dad, it's fine. You, you deserve it. And then he didn't realise what card I've got out, and I've just got the credit card out and slip it into the machine, an extra £200, and then buying other people gifts, go straight on the credit card, you can't afford it. And then after three, four years, that just adds up with the interest. You weren't paying these off. You were sort of just putting them on. So I was them making on. the minimum payment, but I wasn't going above and beyond to make sure yeah, I yeah. paid it off. This yeah. is where the point where you've, you've obviously, you've, you've gone into your, your overdraft. You've got yeah. no money. You've gone, right, I need, to, I need to, this is Christmas, I need to buy some presents. Yeah. You've yeah. gone into that, 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 that pot, yeah. dived into it, and you've gone, oh, it's okay, I've got this money now. And you, you then yeah. rely on and using that credit card. Yeah, to it just keep becomes up. a habit of yeah. being mm. able to think, oh, I can trust I've got the credit card. And you just keep using it. Yep. And keep using there. it. Been there, Jesus. And then, so like, the first year of the credit card was not percent interest. 
So that's probably why I got away with everything that I was buying, because I was able to pay it off without actually having to worry about it. And then after that, the interest goes up. Your whatever I was paying minimum payments. So I'd say, well, actual numbers, I was paying £150 a month, but actually paying off £68 because of the interest on top of it. Wow. So like less than half of what I'm actually spending it's is actually big, paying it off. Big chunk. So, yeah. So it was growing instead of shrinking. Yeah, but I still wasn't learning from mistakes, so... Oh, so you're adding on top of that? Yeah. So one year, car insurance comes around. I don't want to pay monthly for it because it's a lot cheaper paying for it outright. Yeah. But I don't have the money for it. I'll put it on my credit card and I'll just pay for it monthly on my credit card instead. Interest adds up on top. I was going to say, thinking that, you, you probably would have been better off paying it monthly anyway. Yeah. It cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the time, you didn't know. I was, I was 18 years old again. It yeah. all started from when I was 18. and it's Were you thinking back. about the interest? No. No, it was not really no. a thing. You just you see it at the end of the bill, be like, bah, don't really care. So the, or didn't understand but, it. Because I know I didn't. With my credit card, I was like, interest, what is this? What's this numbers? Yeah, I, yeah I, I'm I always, I'll just pay whatever it I, wants. But I always knew what interest was, but I never knew how much it would really affect. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. You didn't know it'd have like a snowball effect on the, the finances. No, no. Yeah. And then... Yeah, I didn't really think I was going to be in a position where I was after the zero percent, where I had like two grand on the credit card and whatever the interest rate was adding up, and then only making the minimum payments. Yeah, and the numbers going up and up and up and up. And yeah, up. well, no, they won't be going. Up. So I'd do enough so the interest wouldn't actually affect the credit. Okay, but I wasn't learning from my mistakes of spending on my credit card, so I'd still spend. Ah, you'd be topping yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, okay. On on what this is when like even to this day like how long ago did you stop? Uh, I've not spent anything on my credit card for the past year and a half two years. Okay, good because I you don't were like touch it. I, I don't chopped I'm, it I, on there. I've not chopped it yet. No, no. I, I I've told myself once it's fully paid off, it is going straight chopped up in the bin. Never yeah. seen. It. Well, I said I can't say never going to see a credit card again because I, I think, don't think credit cards are a bad thing. No, me too. Yeah, it's just when you're young and irresponsible yeah it's a bad thing and I, I think I, even i think um sorry um <laughs> even to going back to the the thing of um educating your kids on money i think yeah. if you was educated on like from from the day one you was educated educated on credit cards and how, how it works and interest rates and, and and how that all works and that that's stimulus i sort of did know that's the problem that but, is the worst <laughs> thing about me yeah i did i was good with money i didn't do anything stupid money. I knew not to just spend it willy nilly and whatnot. I, I, just the point when um, I turned, what would have been 16, 17, I just couldn't help myself but just spend money. Yeah. Okay. Um, so going from, going from 18, 19. Yeah. Did it carry on getting worse? As in, yeah. did the credit carry on building up? Yes. Yeah, so, I think, well, it all, all started from the financing and thinking it's fine to pay for things monthly. That's where... I of interest, it, what did you have on finance? Just, just was it like, uh, silly stuff like a TV? Yeah, or? TV, golf clubs, just little things that 
didn't really make much of a difference. Almost keeping up with the Joneses because your mates were doing it. You, you, you felt a bit left out. You had to get involved. I'm yeah. Get well, I mean, like things like TV. So I moved into the apartment when I first moved out. And I thought, well, I need a TV. Yeah. But me being me, not thinking, oh, yeah, I'll just get like a three, 300 pound TV. I wanted a 700 pound TV. Yeah. So I got the 700 pound TV. Yeah. Okay. You didn't, you didn't want the 24-inch, you wanted the 42-inch. <laughs> Not 55-inch, 4K, smart TV. All the bells and whistles. Yeah, exactly. When did you, um, so car-wise, Yeah. was it the same? No, so when I turned, when can you start driving? 17, 17. isn't it? So yeah, when I turned 17, I had a little bit of money that my granddad put away for me for buying a car, so... I bought my first car with that, paid for okay. insurance. Yeah. And that was all the money gone. But that's what the money was there for in the first place to get me starting to drive. Yeah. But then this is where my dad got involved. So I, I bought a Volkswagen Lupo for £1,000. Insurance was £600 for the first year. And I love that car. Yeah. Still to this day, I love that car. But because I was having to travel like an hour and a half from home to get to work. So I, how it would work is I would come home every weekend and then live where I worked during the week. And I was doing that journey every single week. And he just didn't believe that the car was reliable enough to do that journey. So I had the car for six months. He made me sell it. Luckily enough, I got what I paid for it back. Don't know how, <laughs> but I did. And then... He was like, you need a new car. You need a new car. You need something reliable to go up and down the motorway on. And I was like, well, I can just get this car for like £3,000. He was like, no, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. So then uh, one of my friend's dads, who's got his own business, uh, he leases all his cars. And he was like, oh, I can help you out find a deal. And in all fairness, it was a mega deal. Found a Ford Fiesta, £169 a month. But it was on lease, so then yeah. you got a mileage cap as well. And doing the miles I was doing, I went over. So not only was I paying for a car monthly, but I knew I was going to get stung with a big bill at the end. Yeah. And when I gave the car back, because I went over the mileage. And as much as I, well, I think if I was to do it again, I would go PCP, not lease. But, yeah. Even so, you fell into that trap of that monthly payment. Yeah. And it just, again, as you said, it's gone up from the golf clubs, the TV, to keeping up with the Joneses and yeah. your friends, to a car plus that stuff. Yeah. Your you, wages haven't really gone up any. No. So you're paying an extra £196 a month on top of what you're already paying, yeah. even though you're in credit card debt. Yeah. And, and this is the thing. Overdraft. I didn't help myself because I don't think my dad would have pushed as hard if he knew the situation I was in. Yeah. But because in his mind, he believed I was able to save all this money, I was doing well for myself. He thought, well, he did say, before you do anything, you are able to pay for this car. And I was able to, I was able to scrape by. But there was, it got to a point where there was some months where I couldn't go home because I couldn't afford to put even £10 worth of fuel in it. Yeah. Been there. It's, hard, it's a hard circle. It's a hard circle. And I think as soon as you fall into the trap of... I don't know. I've never, I've never been there. I've been really lucky. But as soon as you fall into that trap of, I can put it on the credit card. I can finance this. Yeah. And 
the people who are in that circle and think, oh, it's okay, I'll just put on finance, put on finance, and it just grows and grows and grows and grows, and that big pot at the end with all that interest yeah. that you're paying just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's it's like riding a slide down a mountain, and then when you realise you're at the bottom of the mountain with no money left, you got to try and walk back up to the top to be able to get <laughs> on that slide. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's the hardest <laughs> and thing the to do in the world. Mount Everest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, it's, it's so hard to get out of when you're in it, and I think that's why finance companies love it because it's, it's just, yeah. just got you for for years for years they've got you but listen, I don't think finance is a bad thing if you're smart with it I yeah, agree for I sure agree. For, sure. Oh, for instance credits like as in starting a business getting a loan and everything like that it's a great idea if you know that you're if, if, you, if you know this is, this is what you want and you want to drive and you've got passion for yeah. it and you can comfortably pay that debt off with the income that you're going to create from the business and it's going to work do it you know, yeah, even yeah. even even for me, I'm I'm thinking about getting a, a loan when I start trading. So I've got a big enough capital so that I can earn decent amount of profits, and it's Make good it credit. Worthwhile. It's good credit. Mm. It, it it will be good. Yep. And you know, I will get the best deal, and I'll look into it and, and yeah. push it around. But I think when you're that age, I don't think you look into deals. You don't no. you don't hunt around. You don't think how can I get the lower deal. You just 100. Well, I didn't know what APR was. Yeah. When I was kidding, you see APR on TV, and that's tutting his. Oh, God, disgusting. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that is 250% APR. Oh, that is yeah. horrendous. What the? What are you what doing? That? Yeah. 700. What, yeah. I haven't got a clue what you're on about, Dad, but you have no idea. So you just go into these things, balls deep, not even think about it. Yeah. And it does just put you in a crap yeah. position. But again, it's just because it's we're not educated. That's, yeah, that's all it is. You're right. And so when you, so when, what age were you in it to give the car back? Obviously, leases, it ends in a certain time. Um, I had the car. For two and a bit years, I gave it back early. Okay. Because I actually used my brain and figured out it was cheaper for me to give the car back early and pay for the excessive mileage yeah. than it was to keep it to the end. Because the mileage was always going up. It's obviously never going to go down. No. So the final payment would always be a lot more. And luckily enough, all I had to do to give the car back was pay for the excessive mileage, Okay. which was like £150. It's not much for any of those things, yeah. Well, I, also, I had to pay for the month of the car, yeah. so it was like three hundred pounds to give Total. the car back. But it was gone. It was done. Yeah, it was gone. It was done. And at that end, mm. could you pay for that outright, or was it back on credit? No. Nah, yeah. So yeah, I was I was still in the same position I was at the start. Okay. I wasn't. And how old are you now? Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, twenty then. Twenty. Yeah. And so you're still using your credit card. It hasn't been paid off. Yeah. You're still in your overdraft as well. Still in my overdraft. Still all financed up. Everything, but you changed jobs. Is that right? With a pay increase. Yes. When did I change? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, changed jobs. End of seventeen, wasn't it? End of seventeen. Nineteen. Nineteen. I must have been yeah, nineteen twenty. So, sort of the end towards the the like ending towards the car payment, you would have had a what is it a big big pay increase of interest? Oh, huge. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously. Granted, you're still pretty near enough maxed out the credit card because you've been living on the yeah. credit card for a year. Overdraft, you know, yeah. you're up to your eyes in it. And then you get a massive pay increase. Yeah. How did that affect you? Well, did, did you just see all that money coming in and go, right, I'm going to spend it? Or No, I actually thought, right, you know what, I'm going to be smart and use the money to help pay it off. But I, I don't know what happened or <laughs> where it went wrong. But yeah, I ended up just. More things on finance. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, you, you sort of new car. Yeah, you increased your your lifestyle. Yeah, my lifestyle just without to match, getting rid of some yeah. of the debt. To, to, yeah, 
And again, like I said, no car. Yeah. You, know, you, you, ha- you had to get a car because you'd just given the other one back. Yeah. But rather than getting a two, three, four hundred pound car that you could run around in that would perfectly serve you, serve you fine for what you were doing because you were doing short and early journeys to work. Yeah. What did you go and do? Ah, I thought I'd go get a finance car, as you do. £300 a month. Yeah. Fuel's expensive, insurance is expensive. Nice Audi S3, wasn't it? Yeah. Gorgeous car. Gorgeous car. I was very jealous. So the one thing I try and do is not live with regrets. Okay. Life's too short to have regrets. And as much as that car crippled me, I'm grateful I was able to get by and pay for it. And it's a car I've always wanted to have. Yeah. It was on the bucket list as a dream car for me. Okay. So to be able to tick that box in, I've been able to own and drive an Audi S3 is a nice little thing for me to have. Yeah, you've got that. You've got that in your back of your head. But you've also got that massive. Yeah, there's also fun the, yeah. problem that you did have. Yeah, but at the time I wasn't thinking about that because no. I thought I want this car. So why weren't you thinking about it? You just you you started a new job. You're getting all this cash because you were there for a year before you got that Audi, wasn't it? Yeah, for about a year. Yeah. Um, when you got rid of the, uh, the Fiesta, was it just you had all this money coming in? You're like, because did that take you out your overdraft? Or were you still yeah, I was on, uh, so it got me out my overdraft briefly. I was by what three hundred quid? The cost of the car? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. No, That's a genuine question. I don't but, know. So before I actually got the car, I did sit down and list everything I was paying for. And what year was this? Sorry, roughly. Oh, God, my. I think 20, this was 17, 18. This was, uh, yeah. End of 18, uh, 19, you got you. The Audi was 19, wasn't it? Yeah, the Audi was 2019, okay. yeah. All right, so 18 then, really. Yeah. Right. So I sat down and I did go through all my finances. As probably not as honestly as I probably should have done, but <laughs> as honestly as I thought I was being at the time. And I worked out, oh, I've got loads of money left over. This is not including overdraft money, this is just base money, what I'm paying for. And somewhere along the line, I must have missed a heap of cash out. (laughs) (laughs) Because what I thought I had, or should have had left at the end of the month, I didn't. And getting the Audi, I didn't think it was possible, but put me past my overdraft limit. Ah, so all your your monthly payments were putting you, you, all your income was gone? Through that, including my in life, rent and phone and and, uh, t- and takeaways and yeah, yeah okay. That, that is, that, oh. I think that is my biggest kryptonite. So it was, I moved out. Your instant gratification, yeah, desire, yeah, and just pure laziness. Literally, I just I'd, you'd go to work and you'd work, well, standard day, half eight till half five, get in and well. At this point, I'd be going to the gym after work as well. And I'd get in after work, and I'm just like, I'm not in the mood to cook anything. So what you do, just order a takeaway. Yeah, okay. Order a takeaway. And the worst it ever got was, I think I, well, I, told, I, think I told you this once. It was when we was doing Asia, and we wouldn't be in the workshop. We would fly out to Asia, work, go home, fly out. You'd never actually be in the workshop at all. And I think we was home for like two, maybe three weeks. And I think I spent £350 on takeaways. <laughs> for two, in two weeks? Yeah. 
Because I was having it twice a day. Oh, wow. What? I, I was having it for lunch and dinner. Chief! And you wouldn't eat breakfast, I guess. You didn't cook yourself breakfast, you just said. No, nah, well, I saw that breakfast to this day. But, yeah. I didn't know that. That was something else. And Ben and Matt, well, I was having takeaway every day because I was quite fortunate my dad could come home sometimes and actually cook me some dinner. <laughs> um, so, but, yeah, guaranteed at least a takeaway for every lunchtime and maybe dinner time. That's impressive. Yeah. I do tell you one thing that amazed me once is I'd started I think I'd started my journey and I just started to try and help you yeah and one of the things you said was I think someone's taking money out of my account because <laughs> there's some of it just going on. I don't know what age but yeah. how is that possible um, there was actually some money going out which shouldn't have been, it, been going out was it your phone bill no so this is going back to something else I tried uh, drop shipping yeah okay um, a YouTuber, I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to give the gratification to him. Good man. Um, I signed up to one of his programs, which was 17.99 a month. And I only signed up for, I think I planned out it, to sign up for a six month period and it to all stop. And me being me, I w- didn't check at the end of the six months because it wasn't worth, well, it was kind of working out, it wasn't, but it was a bit sleazy the way it was happening. That I was earning money and I didn't like it. Uh, so after the six months I just threw it in the bin I was like I'll try something else but I didn't check to see if the money stopped coming out and then it's happened with like other things like that as well so like so was it you were afraid to look at your bank statements because you didn't you didn't yeah. want to look at your money situation it's only like, like in the past it. six months I've actually gone through my bank statements to check what because it was so I'm hard to look out. at them yeah you didn't, yeah, that's you didn't want to see that negative number no it was just so so no nah, like I didn't want to how much yeah, debt I was actually yeah. really in. But you're not alone. No, nope. A lot of people are in, in that position, and they are, and they still are to this day. People who just, it just happens. Yeah, and like you said, it, it's so easy. From yeah. being 16, 17, 18, or 16 and 17, saving money, 18, if you have to get a new car, or 17, you have to get a new car, and then it all picks up, you can and go out. You yeah. can do things that you didn't do when you were 16, 17. And you move and out of the house, yeah. parents, and you've got a whole new level of bills and so on. So and then you change jobs, and you meet new people, and you have to keep up with them yeah. people who are getting these new things and old things, and I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to try this, I want to try that, and it just grows. So fast forward into now. Yep. You've grown some test carlays and looked at your banks. I mean, you yeah. what, what are you doing? Talk to us. So I will... Or talk us through how you've done it. Yeah, how so... did first start off? Your amazing spreadsheet actually helped me to start all off. Ta-da. For sale on FindingSuccess.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just was literally brutally honest. And I went through my bank statements, ev- like PayPal, checking everything that was going out, put it into your spreadsheet. And I, w- I actually wasn't in a position-, position that I thought I was. It was the extra bits like the takeaways that, I was buying that, that tips me over the yeah. edge. So the actual monthly payments wasn't horrendously affecting me going into my overdraft at all. If anything, I wasn't going into it from my monthly payments. Oh, it's, it, it was your living costs. It, yeah. Right. And then once I figured out what it was doing, I sat down with you two. Brutally honest, probably the people I actually speak to about my <laughs> money situation. And we created a plan of the best way to start paying off and just cracking away at being debt-free. 
Uh, what method did you ever take? Was it snowball method? Yeah, snowball, it? yeah. As we spoke well, previously about. It, the plan yeah, was yeah. snowball, but... So all my finance really now is coming from one provider, which doesn't actually let you pay for these items individually. It's a collective bill. Yeah. yeah so I which think that's their way to... of making more money from interest. Yeah. So you can't pay it off at once, basically. Yeah. Well, can't pay they... products off at once. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, throwing it back a little bit, I managed, well, I had to sell my Audi for reasons of speed. Yeah. Um, and I was fortunate enough to get extra money back from selling it after paying the rest of the finance off. So straight off the bat, I'm already 17 grand out of debt from that car with a bit of extra money. And then I chucked £500 straight onto my finance to pay that off. And now I'm not paying an extra £300 a month. I've split Towards it. the car? Yeah, towards the car. I managed to split that up to paying it off my finance, as well as paying the minimum payments on everything else that I was already doing. Cards, yeah. I just top it up onto that just to help pay it off quicker. And then once that's all paid off, it's like an extra... On top of the £300, like another, I think it was £160, like £160-£200 on top of that £300 that I can now start chucking onto the credit card. Yeah. And then once that's done, once I'm able to start paying that off, working my way down on the credit card, the plan is to then put it onto a 0% transfer. So then all the money that I'm paying off, which I'm not going to chuck... Like quick math, probably like six fifty, six hundred fifty pounds a month. I'm not going to chuck all that straight into um, paying it off as much as I'd love to. But as you've advised, I'm trying to build a cash buffer. Yeah. So I'll pay say five hundred pounds off the credit card as well as the minimum payment on the credit card, and then just chuck the extra hundred fifty pounds a month into the cash buffer. And you're building from there. Yeah. And that's at the this moment in time, it's going well. So nice. on the finance I was up at I think it was what was don't it? Don't tell us numbers, but I don't mind. I yeah. I feel like the more open I am, the more honest I am with myself. So what was it, two months ago? Mm. On my finance it was at sixteen hundred pounds and now I'm below the thousand pound mark. Yeah, which is impressive. <clears throat> it's good. Do it make how how does that make you feel? Oh, so at the start, I could not tell you. I felt so depressed. Yeah. I, I, can I just say, obviously, I, I first met you end of 2018 when I first started at our yeah. current job place. And obviously, you weren't in a bad, in, in a terrible state. No. But you could tell that you weren't in a happy, in a happy state. Yeah. Like your, your overall mindset during work was fine. But yeah. outside of work, you know, if you went for a beer or you oh, know, a chit chat, it was just, it. you know, you just, you just seemed like the world was about to end and, and yeah. you wasn't not in a good place. But from that point when I first met you to now, it's, it's like a house has been lifted off your shoulders. Oh, yeah. It feels amazing. And obviously, I know I'm nowhere near the end goal, but I know that I'm on the right path. There's light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. or something. I mean, realistically, what were you, probably 25 grand in debt? Literally, yeah. At the start of the year, 25 grand in debt. And now I'm five grand in debt. That's cool. So the goal is to get it as low as possible and then... When you can do the transfer to zero percent, so yeah. you sort of buy yourself a little bit more time and yeah. not pay any more interest on it. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. That seems like quite smart. 
but I'm also trying to be as much as you're pushing me. I'm trying to be reasonable with myself. Like obviously, you're saying to, I can get it done at the end of the year. As much as I'd love to, I'm trying to be reasonable. I'm thinking probably maybe in the first three months of 2022 to be 100% debt free, and then I can start from there doing whatever I choose to do. So. That's awesome. You you set the goal. You set like a time frame for it, which is awesome. Which is what we talk about speaking about in the goal yeah. setting things. Are you taking any steps towards those takeaways towards the 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 buying of things? How? Yeah, honestly, as much as I'd love to say, oh, I don't get takeaway. I still treat myself to a takeaway like five, six times a week. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Um, probably. Don't wrong, probably once a week. Okay. Just as like a little treat. Yeah. But, so the person I live with now, he actually doesn't mind cooking and, well, we don't really cook together, but. <laughs> um, if we'll, he cooks, he'll cook you some, some food as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll sort of do it that way. And just once you actually look at how cheap it is to go and buy food, and just cook it. Compared to what it is in Taiwan. Yeah, like, yeah. you could probably spend £3 on a meal, and then I'll be spending £13 on a takeaway. Yeah. And as much as I enjoy the takeaway, in the long run, it's not worth it. Mm. Like, yeah. Interesting, interesting. But it is, you know, from the age you were, <laughs> and the, the things you tried, obviously, you know, you still have ideas that you want to try in your life and things you, yeah. want, you want to work towards and grind and goal setting and so on and so forth and obviously your current goal is to get rid of all this debt yeah. and start a buffer so you can then start what's next on the plate yeah. for you and obviously you know helping us out with this podcast and producing it and, and editing it and you know all the social media is, is a start yeah obviously you, you you haven't mentioned this but we know that you're into content creation because yeah you wanted to start streaming yeah, true, um, whether true. you were, whether the whether you were in the right mindset to do that or not, yeah. because of all that debt is another story, and we'll leave that for another day. But you know the, the the things that you're doing now and the steps that you've taken is a huge step in your in your life. Yeah, and you know you should be happy with that. And even even now talking openly to us, I know uh, as you said, you know you're the only two people we talk for money. Yeah. wise you know being open and and being happy that you're open and being comfortable. And yeah. You know, you're you're only now able to sit here and happily say what you've what you've done compared to a year and a half ago when you struggled to write that list down. Yeah. And you said, right, okay, car was four hundred pounds. Well, is it really four hundred pounds or is it four four hundred pounds and five ninety five? Yeah, it's been exactly exact pence, not cheating yourself out of yeah. any this this conversation with you has been the most comfortable you've seemed to talk about money since we've known yeah, started this and journey. So <laughs> <laughs> like with the accountability thing. Yeah. So obviously I started trying the accountability thing with you and the worst thing for me is letting other people down. Like I don't mind letting myself down because it's just myself. But when you're letting other people down, it's a different story. So then I'll ignore calls because I know that I've not done what I wanted to do in that week. Yeah. And it didn't... Like for me, I was like, I was fine with that, but I've also... Let you well, I felt like I let you two down because I've not done what I've said I was going to do, yeah. So now I feel guilty for not doing it. And then in my mind, instead of just being open about it, it was for me in my head, it was easier just to ignore and lie, which isn't the best way to do. 
But I think that was because the debt. And the, wor- yeah, well, the worst thing is, in my mind, I didn't think, obviously, you would cotton on, but you knew exactly what was going on. Pull me over, had a word, which is the best thing to do is just... 100%. Straight okay. up. Unfortunately, yeah. Talk about, get it out. Get as it much out. as I felt like I was going to cry on that day. Did you? Yeah, I, I felt a bit emotional. Don't... But, but uh, is that a build-up of the money? Just yeah. everything? I, I think so, yeah. Because I, I feel if you've got money stress, everything stresses you out. Doesn't Like, the way people look at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because it's such a key part of being a human, the money, like, living day-to-day. Yeah. You, need, you need to have it under control and to check yeah. to be able to be a much steadier, calmer person. I think the hardest thing is, well, a bit of a sign note, is to say no to people. Like... Like going back to letting people down, I don't want to let people down. So if people say, do you want to go out? I won't say, oh, no, I can't afford it. I'll just go, yeah, go on then. Yeah. And then I'm going out, but I know I can't afford it. So I'm not enjoying myself as much as I should be anyway. Knowing that I'm getting further in debt. Yeah. And it just put my mental state in way down. Place, yeah. Good podcast, Ted. Is, Good yeah, podcast. Really... But so the reason we brought you on is because we're going to follow your journey, isn't it? We're going to. Yes. This is not going to yeah. be the first one you're in. You're going to be in another in the future, maybe just before you, before the end of the year or something like that. We'll yeah. follow you, and see if I've flopped or see if I've succeeded. Exactly. exactly. No, there's no flopping here, big boy. We're going to be. Ain't going to happen. Otherwise, there's no point doing the podcast, exactly. is there? So, yeah, we're going to be keeping up with your your story and following it all the way through. So maybe at the end of the year we'll do another one. Yeah. And you'll be able to say, "I'm debt free, mate, and I'm got a nice car again." Um, <laughs> Who knows? But fair play for doing that. That was yeah. quite cool. Just I just want to say uh, massive, massive um, well done for coming on and being yeah. open because as, as you said to the start, you know, um, from someone a year and a half ago that didn't want to talk about money, yeah. didn't want to know what their financial state was, didn't, isn't interested in getting out of that rut. You, you were just in that rut and that was your life yeah. to where you are now, you know, 20 grand less in debt yeah. and 20,000% more happy. It is a complete world change, and you have to be you have to be really, really driven and happy with yourself that you've come out of that, and you're on that way to being yeah I being out there. You just got to find it in yourself to be honest. Don't worry about judgment, which is what I struggled with, and you helped me with not being judged about my situation. So you got to find the people who won't judge you, just listen to you, and yeah, just be honest. Best thing, just be honest. Love that. You're really cheating yourself. Exactly. You're only cheating yourself. Good place to end. I think we're finished on that, yeah. yeah. So if you guys like that, um, don't forget, like and subscribe on, on our YouTube channel. Give us a follow. Um, you know, message Luke. Get involved. We're going to be there. He's going to be there. Um, if you've got any questions for Luke, he's more than happy to answer them. Yeah. Again, at the Finding Success podcast, uh, on uh, Finding Success, sorry, on Instagram and on YouTube. Um, go back to episode one. Get involved, get listening, go all the way through. Again, you know, it's a step, it's going to be steps. Luke's going to be involved in it more. Um, but for now, uh, goodbye from me, goodbye from See you later. Should we let Slab end this one out? Yeah, I think we should. Slab, run off you go. Don't know it!